What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me, as always. I'm your host, Maxim Allen. Today is May 6, 2023. It's finally starting to be sunny again in Brooklyn after weeks of rain. My depression uh, left, came back, and is now leaving again. Hey! Well, guys, today we have a very special guest, good friend of Julia Zen, recent guest in the show. Everyone, please give it up for Manatsu Tanaka. Hi. <laughs> oh my god thank you so much for having me today yeah, yeah. of course i uh, i've been joking with people that like because i'm a comedian my network is all comedians mm -hmm. and so when other people who are not comedians want to yeah. do the show i'm like please come on come on <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i saw that like on the google form like you know like yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i was like okay great 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 but yeah <laughs> so what do you what do you do you're here to talk you were like a performer dancer actor you got a whole bunch of things going on yeah 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 so i just usually say i'm a dancer actor like that's like my short way of like saying what i do but actually like i do a lot of stuff mm -hmm. like i mean Yes, dancing and like acting, you know, pretty much self-explanatory. But I also I, I started off as a musical theater kid, performer, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, theater kids. Um, and then after moving to New York City, mm -hmm. you know, there's like so many like exciting opportunities, exciting classes, exciting communities. Yeah. So like I really like, you know, just started to jump into like immersive theater and like yeah, um, Ariel Silks. Um, I did a bit of like burlesque at one point. Yeah, and yeah. yes, and I've been really uh, doing a, J a Japanese samurai sword stage combat. Um, Very cool. Yeah, for Very a while. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you're. You, you do a lot of performance stuff, but it's a lot of, uh, I want to say, athletic type performance. Very, yeah. I would say like, I just love moving my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you climb at all? Um, no, no, I've actually never done rock climbing you before. Should, you should do it. Right? I, I've been <laughs> wanting to. I just like, you know, don't know, like, I, I I, don't know, like, where those classes are. Like, I know there's a couple in Brooklyn. Yeah. You just uh, you just go to, like, a climbing gym, and usually they have bouldering, so you don't even need ropes. And yes. you just climb around, figure it out, and go from there. But Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, you want to come on to talk about your recent understudying, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean... I've been doing like uh, like a lot of projects as yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, recently I've found like you know I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, but mm -hmm. I think I found my true calling. Ooh. Yeah, and that's like you know being an understudy, <laughs> yeah, and swing. Um, mm -hmm. It's just such a it's one I think it's one of the hardest job in theater because okay. you're always preparing for the unknown and you have to really learn how to be good friends with the uncertainty okay but I think it's really rewarding um, yeah? yeah 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 so is this like musical theater stuff or what kind of or just kind of theater in general what is there anything yeah. specific or yeah 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 so understudies and swings I think it's most utilized in like musical theater, like okay. Broadway and like big productions like that or like long running like, mm -hmm. you know, shows because, you know, not every human person, like human being can like, you know, do eight shows for like three right. years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But also like, you know, recently, like a lot of like dance companies and like mm -hmm. dance productions and like, you know, plays will they started to have like, you know, understudies and swings. Mm -hmm. So and basically it's just the same system. So understudies are the people who cover the principal roles um, as at the same time as being an ensemble normally. And then for the swings, okay. they cover the ensemble track. 
tracks. Okay, okay, gotcha. I'm yeah. not I'm not well versed in theater. So ensemble is everyone who doesn't have a speaking role, right? They're kind of the background singing, yeah. dancing, kind of side. Is that what that is? Am I wrong? Tech- no, technically, yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Um, sometimes they will have like a little bit of like, you know, speaking roles and lines and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's more of like, you know, just like a group dancing moment or like group singing moment gotcha. that's the ensemble i always yeah. kind of think of ensemble as townsfolk that's <laughs> that's the connection You're, in my mind no no, no. You, you got it right you got it right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you specifically like about the swing understudy like are you finding you prefer that to like like a static role oh yeah definitely. interesting yeah and then like i mean there are like you know moments because like you know understudies and swings they're not always on stage right, right. And, and we always don't get the recognition and like you know because like the performers who have like you know they're the or like you know performers who are the principals or, or like you know the ensembles they're the people they're the ones who always you know does the curtain calls and so understudies understudies and swings don't always go on curtain calls gotcha. because we're not performing on stage okay usually, okay you know yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um sometimes it feels a little bit isolated from the whole cast mm-hmm. because like you always don't get like you know the direct recognition and the reaction from the audience members right and unless the audience member really knows that understudies and swings exist they usually don't like recognize you <laughs> yeah right right, yeah, right. Yeah. there would be like you know oh who is this person <laughs> just like you know probably like best friends with the cast like yeah, you know, yeah. um which is not always the case but that happens a lot um which is okay yeah, yeah. and um i just it's just like so let me pull up an example because i okay. think it's a little bit yeah, easier yeah. to describe so the, with the recent gig that i did yeah. it was for a play um it's called the nosebleed by aya ogawa okay. um they did it at the lincoln center last summer i think no, it was last summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then earlier, actually last month in March, we did a regional premiere in DC. Okay. And I was hired to be the understudy for the regional run. And I was covering all five leads in the play, mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot when it was great. No, no, for real. Like I really had a blast, like, you know, being with the company. And just like so. Meaning like, you know, covering five tracks or multiple tracks. Yeah. That means that like you don't, it's not only about memorizing all those lines and like, you know, blockings. It means that like you have to be ready to go on for any track that you Mm -hmm. are covering for at any moment because that's why you're hired as an understudy. Right. You just don't know when. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But because like, you know, you have to like, you know, get yourself ready to be able to perform any kind of roles. Mm -hmm. That means that you are really analyzing the script from all five like perspectives of the roles. Yeah. And you just like, you you can't kind of like, you. I don't know, maybe like, I I feel like every person will have a, like a different approach to it. Yeah, but yeah. for me, I can't half-ass it. Like I have to like you know really study the role like very intensely and mm-hmm. like you know have a good understanding. And by meaning that, like covering all five tracks just allowed me to really like experience and live through the play from all five different perspectives. Mm. And because they are all the lead leads, well, they don't say they're principals, but like basically yeah. they have. All five like leads are like you know they're also the ensemble and they're like holding and uh, moving through the play like the a huge portion of the play. So yeah, just like being able to like live through all five tracks was just like so super interesting. You just you're really vibing with one having the flexibility to yeah. play anything and two you have like like you mentioned you're you 
by having to know all the pieces, you're mm-hmm. kind of more involved in the whole experience. Definitely. Thank you. Okay. Yes, that's yeah. what I was to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> awesome. Wow. So had you had you done understudying or swing before this? So before the nosebleed, I actually was hired as a swing for the art of killing it, which where I met Julia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. how we became friends. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. So the art of killing it was the first time I ever I covered multiple tracks. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you met comedians. And we're like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't like, eh, but like, yeah. I found like a different way of humor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was fantastic. I thought like y'all, like y'all are like really great people. <laughs> yeah, we try. Most of them are not. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so starting back at the beginning, you yeah, mentioned yeah. you were in theater in high school. Uh, uh, uh-huh. What was your was? Were you in theater in elementary or middle school? Did you get into like? performance in when you were young yeah good question so so i was born in japan kind of raised in america in the united states and then Mm. like i've been like doing like a back and forth so for elementary school junior high and high school i was in japan okay and i was a part of this pre-professional musical theater company for kids in japan and that's where like i you know grew my love towards like theater and like yeah 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 you know, I transported myself into a theater kid yeah. <laughs> in Japan. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you uh like, are you, you sing? Yeah. Okay. So, so you like all the pieces of it? Or is there a piece that you prefer over the others? Definitely. I would always be a dancer first. Dancer yeah. I first. think that's like my strongest suit. Um, mm-hmm. But also dancing. To me, dancing is also like storytelling. So right. it has a lot of like acting portions into mm-hmm. it per se. So like I say dancer first, but also like as long as I'm dancing, I'm also like acting at the same time. Yeah, it makes sense. Or storytelling. I would say, yeah, storytelling at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Are you like at this time, are you when you're in this pre-professional musical theater thing, are you training in dance separately alongside that or is it kind of just both at once? Yeah. So it was a very so it's a pre-professional musical theater company, but it's not like a training program. Okay. So the best way I can describe this, it's like, you know, when you're like young, like, you know, your mom, like, you know, puts into like a local community club, like for piano lessons or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's like that, but like a little bit more intense and like it's musical theater. So gotcha. like you get to do performances every single week. Not every single week. Oh, no, 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 no. Every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for the production, it's like an original production of its own company. So like it's, you know, like nothing like famous or anything. Mm. But it's like, you know, like Ron's Flower Garden or like, you know, like Vamba the Witch. Like, you know, just like, you know, stuff like that. Okay. And every year for that production, there's like an audition within the company. So basically you can get a taste of like what it's like to like work in like the real gotcha. industry. But like, Did you have a childhood like, breakout role? Did you have a big one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so in Japan, so, oh, by the way, um, I'm non-binary. My pronouns are they, them. But mm-hmm. before, like, you know, I um, learned and like I got, I I just didn't know I didn't have the language to you know identify myself when I was right, in Japan right. and also when I was young when mm-hmm. I was a teenager so you know back then I was like you know like just she her like yeah. girl whatever and so and there were a lot of girls in her company there was like very like there were like probably like thirty of a uh, of gir- girls and then like there were like two boys in yeah, the company yeah. <laughs> but you know depending on the production there are characters that identify as like 
males mm-hmm. and like and all stuff like that. So usually what would happen is that like they would just like cast someone regardless, like even if they're like girls, like, you know, if they can, you know, if the director thinks that like, you know, they can portray the role, they would just like cast them anyways. Yeah. And so like it's like gender. You can just gender swap a yeah. role if you need it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And then there was this one time like where I was cast as the lead, but it was like the character was like a young boy not mm-hmm. young but like teenager boy and that was like my first time actually like gender bending yeah. role and I had so much fun I think that was my gay <laughs> awakening to be honest I didn't want to say but I was thinking it <laughs> no it was definitely my gay awakening yeah and then like you know it was it was a very like a Japanese production and okay. like, like it the story was set and like also like I don't know, Japan in the 1960s, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but I cut my hair short and like, I was like really like, you know, studying like, you know, ooh, like how would a young, like teenager boy would like act and walk like, and mm-hmm. I think like, yeah. But because when I did that role, a lot of like, you know, people who came to see a show was like, oh my God, like who is that person doing the lead? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, she's a girl, but like she looks like a boy. Oh my God, like her acting is like really good and stuff like that. So that was definitely my breakthrough <laughs> Nice. And my gay awakening were also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're hooked and then you're just pursuing theater for the rest of your life. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. That's it. So yeah. you said you moved to the States in high school-ish? Yeah. A lot of back and forth. Okay. Back so and forth. I was born in Japan, but before I turned like one, I moved to the United States. I grew up in California and Minnesota. <laughs> nice. I know. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and when I was six, I went back to Japan, elementary school, junior high, and high school in Japan. And then for college, I oh, moved okay. back to the United States. Gotcha. Yeah. So which college did you go to? I went to SUNY Fredonia. No mm. one knows where it is, and nope. it's fine. That's okay. Yep, it's a little bit north of Buffalo. Gotcha. Okay. Very close to Niagara Falls. Basically like, Canada. I'm like, how do you even get more north of Buffalo? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was horrible. It was depressing. Everyone yeah. had seasonal depression. <laughs> oh, yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it was very cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm guessing you went for theater. <laughs> yes. Um, I studied dance. Um, dance major. Yeah. Oh, dance major. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. So we're so when you were doing theater when you were growing up, middle school, high school, and all this, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get to college and you want to just change to dance. Did you minor in theater or were you just Total pivot. Yeah, I still, I still like minored in theater arts. So okay. I was taking like acting classes and stuff. So, but the reason why I was like, I want to study dance was because like in the pre-professional musical theater company, it was like, um, yeah. So like we would do, like we would rehearse every week, but there were no like separate dance technique classes or like dif- like different separate, right, like, vocal right. classes. It was just like, here's the song that we're going to sing and here's the choreography. Yeah, yeah. Um, just do the best as Make you can. It happen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, and I was like able to like pick up choreography pretty well, but I just never had dance training. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I want to study dance. <laughs> and SUNY Fredonia accepted me with me, like someone who had zero dance training, mm-hmm. but I submitted my audition. I did, you know, faked my, you know, ballet bar examination or whatever. Yeah. And they were, they were like, yeah, come to Fredonia. And I was like, Okay. Nice. So yeah, that's why. <laughs> I will say even you faking a, a audition like that, world's better than I could ever dance. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, my, my wife and I are going to have our real wedding next year and oh. I'm like already stressing about like, I'm going to have to dance. The wedding dance. <laughs> oh my God. I have to figure God. out how to do that. <laughs> oh my God. You just like, you know, remember to memorize the rhythms and then you're just going to fake it. Yes. Yeah, so yep. That word is uh, lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, I, I'm such a robot. I'm so stiff. I'm like, I, 
I don't <laughs> understand it. Like growing up, I just I was just big big metal head kid. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, you go to shows and you just headbang, you push people. There's no dancing. <laughs> what if you do a wedding dance with like but like metal theme no so way. that you can have fun? No way. No? I can't okay. do it. I can't do it. I even have a joke about this right now where yeah. like my wife is like she's recently become a Swifty. So I'm like I'm like teenage me would be so mad about how much Taylor Swift is played in our house and the fact that Taylor Swift is also going to be played at our wedding right. like 100%. Right. And I'm like but it is more appropriate for a wedding than like Mashuga or something, you know. Sure. No one, no one wants that. So. Like, <laughs> exactly. At the wedding, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe okay. a couple people. Maybe. maybe we do a like a late night. We close the night sure. with Mashuga. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. When we're all yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. So, oh my God. but yeah, so you get into SUNY. What was the second part? Uh, Fredonia. Fredonia. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, what's what kind of dances are you studying right away? Like, what do they got you? What do they have you doing? Just everything, ballet, classical type stuff. What's the vibe there? Yeah, definitely. So, like, our dance program was, like, in the midst of, like, you know, really changing and upgrading their program. So, uh, like, there was a lot of, like, you know, like, mishmash and, like, you know, changing. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, there was a... <laughs> um, well, I'm not here to spill some tea, but because it's just it. right here, I'm just going to say it. There was this one year, one of our professors just stopped showing up. <laughs> and then we didn't have a teacher for a whole year for wow. this one class. But it's fine. It's fine. We figured it out. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so at our school, um, uh, we were really concentrated on like just like, you know, being able to you know, dance any kind of styles. Like right. It wasn't just like ballet or like just jazz. Like they wanted us to do mm-hmm. everything. So ballet, modern, modern, which is like whatever. Um, there's like a whole discussion of like, you know, what the term modern is, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But so um, ballet, modern dance, jazz. And then uh, so that's uh, required for all four years. And then for tap classes, I think that was required for only two years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Required tap lessons. Yes. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I had so much fun. So. What, what was your favorite of the dances that you worked on in college? Yeah, definitely jazz. Jazz? Yeah, just because it's like so athletic. You get to jump and like, okay. you know, leap and like everything. I'm yeah. trying to imagine that. Is that kind of like it's very similar to like swing dancing in some ways, right? Uh, I- the music if you're using swing music, then definitely yes, because like, you know, it's a yeah. swing rhythm. But there's a lot of like, you know, also styles within jazz dance. Okay. Like there's like, you know, more athletic jazz, like, you know, lots of like jumps, sometimes tumbling. If you're able to do that, I'm not able to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do a cartwheel, but that's pretty much it. Um, and then there's like more like lyrical jazz. Like it's really like, you know, gesture, like phrases and everything like that. Okay. And then um, and when it comes to like swing dances, dancing, it's with a partner usually. So, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm so not well versed. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> it's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like it because you like jazz dance because it's athletic. It's more fun. Yeah, yeah. What like honestly, mm-hmm. I my mom made me see the Nutcracker one year in college, yeah. and I am so impressed by ballet. Oh my like, god, yeah. Like very boring to watch for three hours, but watching for like an hour, you'll be like. Holy shit, these people Me too. are ripped. <laughs> Me too. No, it's amazing how like they just like 
if especially with like partnering, like any kind of partnering, but especially mm-hmm. with ballet, I think they just really understand the physics of like yeah. what a you know how to you know weight shift and how to like you know bear weight and everything. So like I'm like. I'm the same, yeah. I'm the yeah. same page with you. I'm like, whoa, like that. They've yeah. been torturing people for centuries to figure it out. So, I mean, true. You, yeah. yep, mm-hmm, you said that right. <laughs> yeah. So, when do you, uh, during this time, do you get into your stage combat stuff or? Yes. So, so, how does that enter your life? Definitely. So, this was something that I was not planning to mm-hmm. pursue at all because I was like, you know, I'm a dancer first and like, you know, I want to be in theater, but like, yeah, well, I mean, technically, so throughout college, I think it was my junior year. I took stage combat class because it was offered, which was great. And I actually got like a, it wasn't, it's not like a certification, but there's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you can take an exam and like, you can like list that on your resume that you're proficient, not proficient, but like you, you know how to use like this kind of weapons. And so when I took that class, I already like you just had like, okay, maybe I do love stage combat. Like it's Mm -hmm. fun. But I just kind of like, you know, left that aside because, you know, I was really focusing on like, you know, getting dance gigs, dancer Mm -hmm. gigs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so when the pandemic happened, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like all of us experienced through, it just really forced me to, you know, just change things yeah. of you know especially with my career and everything it was just like a huge reset button for all of us yeah and for me the reset button was that so when the pandemic and when the lockdown happened i was still in new york mm-hmm. but during the lockdown like we all did you know i got unemployed all my gigs were just like canceled and my visa during that time got expired so Ooh. the only thing the only option i had was just to go back to japan yeah because that's where i'm from like mm-hmm. that's where my passport uh, like you know i got my passport and like everything so i did i really didn't want to but i went back to japan and that's where like you know i was like well i don't know how theater industry works in japan i have no community i have no connections Mm -hmm. i don't know even how to like find audition information and stuff like that right and i was like but i want to do something i just can't i can't can't just like you know stay in the house right because like i mean that's gonna be depressing and i'm already depressed (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah 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 So I was like looking up some stuff and then not near my house, but like it was a pretty like long commute there. But, you know, um, there I found this dojo. Dojo is like a Japanese word for a studio. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, I, there was a Japanese samurai sword dojo like in the area that I was able to, you know, commute, yeah. go go uh like take lessons and is I was that like, kendo or is that different that's different so okay. kendo is like martial arts which you actually have to hit people that was a oh, horrible way to explain it but I you see. get the point yeah, yeah okay and then with like uh stage combat you're not supposed to hurt people right, for right, real. right. i don't yeah. know i was like maybe they're maybe they go together maybe you learn to hit people and they're like now do everything just don't hit anybody <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes yeah, some okay there are some like teachers like senseis who say that which is pretty not the best way because like then actors tend to really get like you know be like okay like i'm in this role and like i'm this like you know vicious like villain so and then they they get like you know kind of like lost in their characters and then some horrible accidents happen which has happened in the past i imagine the the muscle memory has a lot to do that if you train Mm -hmm. to hit someone a thousand times and then they're like now this time don't hit them exactly exactly (laughs) exactly but yeah so like me going back to japan was like you know basically the turning point Mm -hmm. for me and if i 
had I go went back to Japan, like I wouldn't have probably like pursued, even thought of pursuing like, you know, uh, Jap Japanese samurai sword. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Back. Yeah. And how were those classes compared to like all the dance classes and theater classes you had taken so far? Yeah. I mean, because it's still like, you know, a physical, like, you know, like yeah. form, like, I mean, and I'm, you know, like I'm able, it's like similar in terms of like picking up choreography because there's like right. choreography too, you mm -hmm. know, like you hit, you defense, like whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the hardest thing that I, like when I just started, mm -hmm. um, because like dance is like, you know, with music, like it's with the rhythm, like there are fast choreographies, but it's like still within the music. Right, that makes right, sense. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But when it comes to stage combat, like you have to make it realistic, meaning like you're not probably going to do slowly unless you're doing this. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it happens so fast. Like everything happens so fast. And mm -hmm. then even like usually do is choreographies, even if there's like, we kind of like separate in like, you know, like, so let's say like one, if you like do like uh, an offense, that's like, that counts as one, mm -hmm. like first step or whatever. And then if you defense, that also counts like the two. So whatever. So those like choreographies are like broken up into pieces. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way I can explain. Okay. And usually like a 15 second choreography would have around like 20 to like 25 pieces of choreography. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but you don't have like a backing track for timing no. like you do in dance exactly you just have to like really like you know like listen to your partners or like you, the other people within the choreography to mm -hmm. see like you know just to see the timing but also you it's still like you know performance performance art so like you know you still have to story do the t storytelling it's you can't just be a robot so right 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 it's a lot of like you're acting you're in the moment but also you can't make it too slow or unless mm -hmm. it just it looks like you know oh like you this person probably could have like you know, just like poked you right there like why are you waiting like that's the word we use a lot like why are you waiting for the next yeah. piece of choreography oh okay i see mm -hmm. it's kind of like don't leave it don't leave any like dead air in these motions exactly kind of yeah yeah, yeah yeah unless it's intentional like you can pause yeah. to increase the intensity but it have to be it has to be like intentional okay yeah wow yeah. Sounds stressful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also because like my senseis were like amazing senseis. One of them actually were in uh, Last Samurai. Oh, wow. um, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> like he's super good. And uh, he's like the most like, you know, kind hearted, like passionate sensei. But also like he he was pretty strict. Like he, mm -hmm. he, can, he could be. I think he like not in not in like an so he was never like mean or anything but like sometimes the way he like you know gives like you know corrections were like oh. yeah <laughs> like okay sensei <laughs> like, yeah. yeah but i think like that's pretty common with like japanese sensei yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah so uh how long were you in japan for during the pandemic i think almost two years almost two years yeah nice. which was way longer than i wanted to originally <laughs> but no looking back at that like now like i feel like that was really needed and mm -hmm. like I, I honestly like everything turned out like so great so nice like, yeah it was great <laughs> yeah. so when you were there you're you're studying stage combat did mm -hmm. you get involved in theater there at all while you 
like alongside that or yeah 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 yeah. so you know i was still like taking dance classes and going to like dance workshops intensive yeah. just because i wanted to make like you know the dancer community in japan because you know i got none back yeah. then yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so um i was doing that so i was still like you know and sometimes i was submitting myself for like you know dancer calls or like actor calls or whatever and uh, luckily i got a couple of dance gigs and i got to do like Ooh, I got to do one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to do this like immersive theater, and it was like uh, I think it was like an eight month run um, mm-hmm. contract with them, which pretty much like took up whole, my whole entire time mm-hmm. on there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing immersive theater. What was that? Acting, what stuff. was that whole immersive theater experience like? What, what kind of production was it? What was the immersive part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really. Like a lot of immersive theater does, inspired by Sleep No More. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it was more, I think, it, yeah, I it definitely had multi-endings. So, and I, th- I'm pretty sure it was determined by the audiences. Like, it was part of like, not escape room, but like, you know, if the audiences figured this like mystery out, then the mm. ending would change, like stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I honestly don't remember the system anymore because it's <laughs> really complicated. But is it something like the audience is like walking through as oh, like, kind of like an exhibit type thing or definitely definitely but so the interesting part was that so like a lot of like you know people in japan like you know we're you know it's really hard for japanese audiences to take initiative to like you know just follow the actors or like wander around the building like right even like i kind of like do agree because you know i'm also japanese but like whenever we're in (laughs) Americans do be wandering. (laughs) They be going places they're not supposed to be. (laughs) But like for real though, like even like, you know, in the art of killing it, like, you know, there are some audience members who are like brave and they're just like going to like places when it clearly says like, you know, don't go further this point. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, which is great. No, I love it. I love it. But like, um, but a lot of like Japanese audiences kind of wants like an instruction or a structure. Or like a go ahead or like. Exactly. Or like from this point, please like you know like wander with your own will or whatever but right. they need like a like an introduction first yeah, yeah. so the sense. way that we did was that um we so it was like it was like a six no 75 minute experience and the first 30 minutes were just like guided like experiences so like okay. you, you go to this room you see this performance you go to this room you see this performance and that also like kind of like worked as like introducing the characters of this play which was pretty nice yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then from um beyond that point it's just like okay explore the building see what you can find and when the bell rings like come back to this room stuff like that yeah. okay that's yeah. a cool format yeah <laughs> no i think like you know they really like figured it out because yeah. like yeah <laughs> americans are like let's cut the first 30 minutes and let's just go wander around this thing. let's mean, ask questions <laughs> no for real for real i mean there was one audience member who actually did that like they just like completely ignored like you know <laughs> and then we were all like oh my god but yeah yeah, yeah. um i haven't been to sleep no more mm-hmm. uh but i've been to meow wolf in santa fe are you familiar what is that oh they have one in denver too but it's like a it's an immersive art installation not not so much a theater thing but it's like they had like you know hundreds of artists collaborate on filling out the inside of this building it's like a you know like the mcdonald's play place oh my god it's like one of those for adults but it's all like art and like trippy and weird and every section has different vibes i don't know so that's that's my what i'm going to in my head (laughs) yeah wait what is it meow meow wolf oh okay 
tangential. Wow, no, I <laughs> I will look it up on Google. Like, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Very yeah. cool. Because, uh, yeah, I, I've seen TikToks of Sleep No More. So I kind of get the idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I haven't been to like anything immersive like that before. Oh, but that's very wow. cool. Yeah. So what were you what was your role in that? You were a, you were a dancer. Yeah, I was one of the um, lead characters. Okay. Um, I was the thief. So I've been okay. stealing stuff and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But like um, just a couple of like dancing moments and acting moments. Mm. Like it was like 50% acting, 50% dancing, which nice. I love. Good yeah. blend, good blend. Yes. Did you get to implement your stage combat training at all? I did. Nice. Yes, I was able to because there was this one scene. So there was the thief and then there, there was the guard of this rich person or whatever. I don't even mm-hmm. remember the name. But like so the guard and the thief has actually like a lot of like you know tension between them because mm-hmm. like I'd be stealing stuff and then the guard would be yeah, I'm yeah. guarding stuff <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah so um there was this there were actually a few scenes where we had like you know stage combat moments where like this one part the guard were like gonna you know, punch me and like and put me in like on a like what is it what are those called? Like shackles. Shackles. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but I escaped him. And then, like, you know, I kind of, like, you know, fight him back. And, like, you know, like, I punch him. And, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 And yeah. you're like, I can use it all. Yeah, nice. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then I actually did help a little bit of the fight choreography. So, um, because. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Like, dance choreography and, like, fight choreography is different. So, so developing choreography. You mentioned yeah. that you're really good at learning choreography. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> what, what's it like developing choreography? What's your relationship like to that? Yeah, I honestly haven't choreographed anything for anything. the longest wow. time. The last thing I actually like choreographed something was my senior project back in college, which okay. was a 15-minute piece. But, I mean, I I have a couple ideas in my head. I yeah. just like, you know, I haven't like been able to really execute them and like mm. gather dancers and like really think about it. But yeah, no, but I do enjoy like, you know, like making choreography. It's a lot of like, I improvise first and mm-hmm. you know listen to the music and just record myself and see if there's like any interesting movements mm. um i'll just try to like you know be able to replicate and like you know be able to teach to other dancers mm. and it's just like a repetition of that or sometimes i'll like ask ask the dancers to be like um can you make like a phrase of like maybe like two sets of eights or like you know or like a 10 second phrase whatever and i will also give them like concepts not just like you mm-hmm. know move you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so um and then depending on that sometimes i'll make it more collaborative sometimes i'll make it like this is what i have envisioned um mm-hmm. i just want to see what it looks like on y'all's bodies and stuff okay like that. Yeah, yeah. let me ask you this this might be a dumb question no. for you what defines like an interesting movement as you said in dance yeah oh that's a good question oh my god nice <laughs> <laughs> no that's a super good question i think for me, so I'm a really, really like when it comes to like, um, like as an audience member, mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of like contemporary movements, meaning like it's n- so, you know, like when you see ballet, like you mm-hmm. probably can notice like, you know, there is a certain pattern or like, you know, like repeating movements or there right. is a uh, lack of a better word, like a template of movements yeah. like you know this is the lines um this is what it should look like and stuff like that which mm-hmm. is great that's a method that's a technique and that's you know it's a traditional dance form so which is beautiful yeah but when it comes to contemporary 
I feel like those movements really come out from each individual dancers. Okay. So it's really, when it's good contemporary choreography, you can never know, like you can never expect um, and uh, what movement come ne- comes next from that mm. movement. Like I think like with ballet, because like the weight shift is like so clear. Yeah. Like when this person is in this position, you can kind of know what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Right, okay. right, right. right. Um, like if they bend their knees, they're probably going to jump next and stuff like that. But in, cre- in contemporary, interesting choreography, you can never know. Like maybe they will mm. bend their knees but they might not jump and they might like, you know, like just wiggle through their like whole body. They might go to the floor and then from the floor, they might all of a sudden be in the air, like stuff like that. Like that's interesting okay. choreography to me. All right. Do you remember the TV show? So you think you can yes. dance? Okay. So I watched a bunch of that as I was, when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. of course, it's the early 2000s. I'm an American boy in the suburb. <laughs> I think all the break dancers, the people who do the popping and locking, I'm like, they should get on the show. They're the coolest. They're the best. But that show had a huge bias towards contemporary dancers. Yes. And I remember being younger, I was like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, they all look the same. But now that you've described that to me, I'm like, oh, that's why that's impressive. Like, it's the uniqueness in the movement that in the unpredictability. But OK. But also, I've I will. I've been waiting s- a long time for that. To- <laughs> <laughs> but also, I will say. Um, and I hope I don't get any haters because I'm going to say this, but it's okay. I don't care. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just one opinion. Um, so dance contemporary dancers on So You Think You Can Dance. Honestly, it's really not contemporary. It's more like in the commercial side. Right. And more competition dance, which is totally different from contemporary. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, but anyways, regardless of that, no, like. But because, like, you know, they might be on the floor and all of a sudden they might be jumping, like, you know, in a split or something like that, which is impressive. But also, like, you know, people who are, like, you know, uh, break dancers and, like, you know, popping and locking, I think they're more impressive than competition and, like, contemporary dancers because it really comes from their hearts. Yeah. Yeah, so. I I love it. I get, (laughs) get like, uh, break dancing videos sometimes on my TikTok. I will watch any break dancing dance battle. Exactly. It's so cool. I've been saying since I started this podcast, I've wanted to interview a b-boy, so hit me up. (laughs) If any of you are that, I want to know, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. So, interesting movement for you is, like, not knowing what's going to happen next yes and also like when it's really coming from their like not not only from their own individual bodies because like you know bodies are different like Mm -hmm. each bodies are different um but also like really coming from like what they're experiencing through whether that's like within the music or within in that moment or from their life or from their past gotcha Yeah, yeah 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 like when i can like it's storytelling but not through a character like from themselves right yeah okay Mm -hmm. do you ever surprise yourself with what you come up with yeah so i mean i I said that like i haven't choreographed anything but i have been like creating solo works for myself which is Mm -hmm. mostly improvisation and that's why i say like i haven't choreographed choreographed right right yeah but i will come up with a concept and then i will come up with a structure and i will just let myself like you know see what happens kind of stuff and then like there are there were a couple were uh, solos that i did and i was like I didn't know my body can do this yeah. and stuff like that. There were moments like that. Yeah. When you like are dancing by yourself and improving these things, mm-hmm. is there an emotion you go to more readily? 
it really depends with what kind of music, number one, and what kind of like concept or structure I'm giving myself to. What kind of music are you into? Or do you like dancing to? Are they separate? Oh my God. (laughs) Well, dancing, choreography wise, I like contemporary um, ballet, uh, jazz, like theater dance, like, you know, just clean movement, like technique. Like I really, I'm, I'm a huge fan of technique. Okay. But when it comes to like listening to music and stuff like that, I, again, like same in the music, I like music where I can't like, you know, really know where it's going to. Interesting. Like, some like you know like trance music and like okay. stuff like that but also like you know, edm right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right like, I I'm was, like i've been on the trance train since like seventh grade uh, and people would be like what the hell is that and i'm like what do you mean exactly. <laughs> like just like you can go to another beautiful place yeah like it's great it's like house music but for europeans on beaches yeah. uh, <laughs> oh my god that is the perfect way you describe yeah. it <laughs> oh god do you have a favorite artist or trance artist um, not specifically, okay. but recently I've been listening a lot to uh, Camel Fat. Whoa, great name, but I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's not trance music, but uh, G Jones. I think he's more of like a like a not not trap house. That's not the word. Um, <laughs> but like house music, but like yeah, intense yeah. house music. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've been I've been getting into like uh, they've had this like there's been this like resurgence in like dark techno industrial mm-hmm. type stuff. That's my jam. I yeah. love it. <laughs> oh my god, me too. It's just like just it's nice. Yeah. I'm like take me somewhere. <laughs> I like the the nightclub scene from the second Matrix movie changed my brain chemistry forever. And I was like, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Nice. It's just totally musical. I was talking about this with someone. They're like, you should go to like one of these like underground raves sometime. And I'm like, no, I am not doing that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll okay, just enjoy sure, it. But sure. okay, so we we're talking about music, choreography. Yeah, 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 the other yeah. thing I wanted to ask you was, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, what's been the most challenging performance you've been involved in, or has there been a time where you bombed or failed a performance? Because every comedian I interview, their stories about them eating a bag of dicks every episode. So, what's the ah! time you failed? Oh my god. Uh- wow wow i haven't oh my god i'm like i have to like really dig into my memory because like <laughs> i mean i feel like and then the part of reason is that like i'm not saying like i'm perfect or anything i'm not perfect yeah, at yeah. all <laughs> but i think the reason why i'm like saying this is because like i kind of like learned to you know just like fake it till you make it also. Yeah, yeah but also like you know just like I don't consider failure as failure. Right, 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 right. But yeah. also that sounds like a very type A answer and I really no, don't fine. like it. <laughs> that's basically everyone's answer. Like, I feel like every creative is like, every, you start being a creative, you worry about failing and then you get to a certain point point. you're like, oh no, it's just, it's just part of the cycle, you know, the learning process. So yeah, but definitely um, there, well, I should ask, well, what's been the time where it was hardest to fake it till you make it? For right, you? right, right. <laughs> Thank you. You're so generous. Um, well, that actually, this was like back in college. Mm-hmm. So like for our dance pro- program, every year we had like a performance for like, you know, and we would we would have like some faculties choreograph um, uh, some pieces, but also we would have like, you know, artists from um, like not from the faculty members, like guest artists um, from the okay. And then um, during my sophomore year, we actually had an artist residency with 
Paul Taylor dance, okay. which I don't know if you heard of, but it's like a major like dance company in New York. And so Paul Taylor and then so there's like a first company, Paul Taylor dance that is based in New York. And then it's not there anymore. They actually like, you know, it's not there anymore. But like there is the second company called Paul Taylor, too. And that's the touring company okay. of the same okay. company. Yeah. yeah. So Paul Taylor, too, were was our um, artist residency for that year and I was cast in that piece and it was a very hard piece like it was a lot of jumpings okay and I so was the jumping just the hard was that the only hard thing or what What made it hard was it just an athletically hard a technically hard like what's uh everything everything <laughs> just like stamina wise like I think it was like a 20 minute piece but I mm-hmm. was just like jumping and running throughout the piece because right. also <laughs> I was also gender event cast and I was doing the male soloist. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. yay. Which, no, no, but for real, I'm like, I was really happy. I was yeah. really, really happy when I got cast as the male soloist because like, I'm like, yay, I get to do all the jumps. Yeah. <laughs> um, also like, yay. Um, but the reason why, why, why it made it even more harder is because I actually like, you know, injured my knee because of the choreography. Oh, and wow. I wasn't, it's just like my, I didn't have enough muscle strength. I didn't have the right technique to really you know um help myself to prevent from the injury and i think i was able to do the performance because it was like at the end of the semester and Mm -hmm. i injured at the beginning of the semester so i had like enough time to Mm -hmm. recover but that was like my first time having a major injury oh wow and it's just like it sucks that you you just have to sit at rehearsals and just watch and like you know wow have your like other it was double cast so like Mm -hmm. you know um, I had like my other like the counterpart to you know do my run as well, and they were just like exhausted because it's a hard piece. Yeah, and then you recover, have a couple weeks to repair, and then yeah. you're just jumping around the same knee for twenty exactly, more minutes. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And I think because I was like so, you know still young and like you know because I was sophomore, that means I was probably like nineteen or twenty. Um, and then like again, I have been like picking up choreography at my pre professional musical theater company, but I never had like dance training until I entered college. So technically it was my second year of real dance wow. training and then when I got cast in that piece. So yeah, it was just like a lot of like, oh my God, like I'm not enough. Like I just didn't have like the right mentality to really help myself to recover from that. Right. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, you know, maybe they just had like, cast me because like, you know, they were nice or like stuff like that. It was like a lot of like negative thoughts that I had to like, you know, like, you know, like uh, go through. And How'd you then, push like, through them? Just honestly, I think once I was fully recovered from my injury, I was just like practicing all the time in the studio. That Back then, that was my only way to like, you know, just like cope myself. Yeah. I was like in the studio all the time, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, whatever. I was young. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just like that, I think that was the first time I really like understood the power of like really trusting into yourself like Mm. believing in yourself that you can do this you have the capability and the potential to do whatever that you're about to do because like i think there was this one choreography that i think was the reason why i blew out my knee it was just like you know like a uh it was like a turn in a squat turn in a squat turn in a squat and Mm. then jump like there was this one choreography and whenever I was about to do the choreography, it was just like a mental stop in my head. Mm-hmm. Like my body would just like be like, nope, I can't do this. And yeah. I would just like stop from that. But also if I don't practice, then I'm not going to be able to do that choreography forever. Right. Like I'm not going to be able to learn it. So it was a lot of like 
uh, like I want to do it, but body, my body doesn't want to. But like, mm. I think I can like, you know, push this through. But like, also like my body and my mind says like, no, you're not there yet. And like, you know, but eventually like I was able to overcome that and, and I just slay the performance. And, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's tough. That's tough. Like pushing yeah. through not only like the mental game, but also through an in, uh, like a recovered injury and hoping it doesn't happen again. That's hard. Yeah. But luckily, ever since then, like that thing did never happen to me. So which nice. Is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technique. <laughs> Technique. Yeah. Actually, back to that. You mentioned that you really appreciate technical performance. So mm -hmm. what what makes something technical in so, your eyes? Right. When it's. I think when the movement is like executed super clean, mm -hmm. but also not like, you know, just like blank face, like I'm doing choreography. Like it also, it's like a synchronization of like technique, clean movements and storytelling. And mm -hmm. that, I think that's what makes like a really good dancer, a good dancer. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have dance pet peeves that you see on stage or in other performances? Yeah. Like <laughs> well, it's not about technique, but like when it's, Okay, I have a couple. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go through them. Oh, yeah, we so got the, time. <laughs> okay, so the first thing is that like whenever, because like it's so super easy for us dancers to really focus on our like outside presence, meaning, oh, outside presence, posture, whatever. Yeah. Because like, you know, there are certain images that like, oh, we should probably look in a certain way or like we should dance in a certain way, especially with social media it's a right. lot of like you know a lot of posturing exactly like if i do this move then I, i'm gonna get lots of likes or whatever or or if i do this it's going to be impressive mm -hmm. so and then i think like because we're so focused on that part like the outside aspect of it mm. whenever i see a dancer just doing the choreography and then even if it's like like amazing athletically when there's like nothing in their eyes or mm. if there's like no like just nothing from the inside i just feel like oh like i'm like but but then, but then why are you mm. dancing like i don't know that's yeah. one of the things yeah i mean some people really appreciate the athleticism and like you know the physical ability that they can execute but for me i i would rather want to see like more storytelling mm. and like you know something that's coming from their inside rather than like you know outstanding like abilities or tricks or impressive moves whatever that means yeah yeah i like that that's yeah. a there's a lot of that in stand-up comedy as mm -hmm. well it's like you can if you, you can have amazing jokes written out mm -hmm. but if the person telling them is like not happy like having fun telling them yeah it's gonna suck yeah right <laughs> i feel like it just like goes like it, it can be a like uh it can apply with like you know in, any other like mm -hmm. you know expressive forms like even with acting you can just like you know have like amazing diction and technique and you can probably like maybe like you can memorize like a whole monologue but if there's like nothing behind it it's yeah. just boring it makes sense right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. what's your next pet, pet peeve <laughs> <laughs> another one is just like then it's kind of like on the other side but like great like storytelling but like and then they're doing all these like you know facial like you know mm -hmm. stuff and like they're like smiling but like when it's too cheesy i don't mm. like it and when it comes to that so again i hope i don't get any haters for saying this <laughs> but so like so you think you can dance type of expressions i don't like it okay because it's like oh i'm sad and i'm happy oh uh, i love you like yeah. stuff like that gotcha it's <laughs> It's better delivered more subtly and honestly than 
performatively in a way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Because <laughs> like, you know, you're already doing like all of these storytelling with your movements, with your choreography. Why do you have to like exaggerate to be like, hey, watch me. I am sad. Like, you don't have to do that. Okay. Yeah, you I like saying? that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, like, you know, maybe some people appreciate it and that's okay. Yeah. And they've been working in their, um, on their expressions, you know, mm. as hard as their dance training. So. Right. I, I respect that. It's just like, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what are your favorite musicals, performances, Musical. theater pieces, whatever? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Hades Town is like my forever favorite. Okay. What is that one about? So Hades. So it's about the Greek mythology where Eurydice and Orpheus. Do you know that story? Uh, if you start telling it, I will probably remember. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so I mean, I also don't know like in depth, yeah, but yeah. like I think Eurydice. Wait, Orpheus. Yeah, Eurydice is the girl, and then Orpheus is the boy, and then so. And then I think Orpheus is like is a musician and like Eurydice was a girl like, you know, just walking like she's a traveler. She's always like, you know, looking for a place to belong mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever that means. And then Eurydice and Orpheus like falls in love. And then, you know, they're like, oh, my God, like, you know, I found like I found you. Oh, my God, we're in love, whatever. But then because Eurydice is such like a like, you know, she wants to travel. She wants to look for like, you know, something surprising. Mm -hmm. So like she kind of like you know um goes for some reason i totally forgot what that what that reason was but like she ends up going to underground world which mm -hmm. is where hades yep. the king of the underworld is ruling and then like she's now trapped in the underworld because mm -hmm. like she i think she signed like a contract or whatever with hades that she can't like you know come back to the mm -hmm. real life or whatever and so orpheus is like oh my god where's eurydice and then so like he decides to you know go down to the underworld to help her out and okay. then but in order for Orpheus and Eurydice to both come out from the underworld, Hades tells them that, like, you know, you can both walk uh, walk up and I will totally let you go. But the only thing is that, like, uh, I think Orpheus has to be in the front, Eurydice in the back. And in Orpheus, you cannot turn back. Okay, yep. And like, yep, yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That part. Great. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> okay. But so, yeah, it's a musical. Okay. Um, of that story. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. But I think it's set in like the 1980s New Orleans vibe. So it's a lot of jazz and like it's a mm. lot of like really like storytelling singing. Which gotcha. I like. <laughs> you like the storytelling singing. Yes, okay. Yes. And it's beautiful. It's cool. absolutely beautiful. That sounds really fun. Mm -hmm. uh, who are like, so you mentioned you really liked jazz dance in college. Is that still a through line till today that you're still doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say so. So I think like I'm more focused on like theater jazz rather than like jazz technique because like also okay. those two are different things. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But wow. still, definitely doing like jazz. Yeah. So uh, a jazz flavored musical about hell is pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> the, yep. You did. You said it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. What? So I think what what's kind of cool about talking to you is you. You strike me as someone, it's kind of fun because you've done a lot of different things, yeah. but what's kind of cool is like you're just someone who seems to just follow their curiosity yep. through all these things. Yep. <laughs> what do you think is next for you? Next for me, well, I definitely want to keep on like doing more understudy and swing gigs because I really want to um you know keep on working on my skills as an understudy because uh, and the swing because for the past two productions, the 
the first one with the art of killing it, I was a swing, but like I was a scheduled swing. So right. I would like, you know, be able to perform every week and knowing when I would perform. It's just mm-hmm. like I had multiple roles to cover. And then the second one, the one I did with the nosebleed at DC was I was an understudy, but I never had to go on for any of the performers. Mm-hmm. I was stepping in for rehearsals mostly, but, mm-hmm. you know, I never had to like, you know, be like, you know, like 10 minutes before the show, you're on. Like, I didn't have to go through that experience. Right. Um. So, yeah, I really hope that, you know, I I get to pursue more of this like career and like see. Because then you're getting paid to basically practice the yeah. thing you like. And then sometimes you get a step in, sometimes exactly. not. But otherwise you're still practicing the thing. Exactly. And then like, especially with the nose. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> no, not in that way. But like, you know, but also, yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but also like with the nosebleed, like I was confident that like I would be able to step in for any roles at any moment, even like mid show. Yeah. I was so ready. But I mean, I want to, but I never had to actually do that. Right. So I want to, you know, do more of this, hopefully do more of these kind of gigs so that I do get to experience what it's like to, you know, be on stage on Mm -hmm. the last minute. And like, just to see, like, do I like, do I have the composure and the calmness to really take on that role? Because like, that's Mm. the hardest part of being an understudy is that you just have to go on whenever you're, you have to. Yeah. 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 Wow, cool. So I, I, I like I want to see myself like, you know, I want to see if I can do that. It's like a new type of challenge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. But other than that, I mean, I definitely want to still keep on pursuing like dance and acting simultaneously. Hopefully also start to incorporate like singing into mm-hmm. my career as well. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I love singing. It's just like I didn't have any gigs that I you know, get to sing. So and you haven't really trained in it nearly as much as the other things, right? Yeah. Yeah. With singing. Oh, with especially with singing, I really started taking like intensely vocal lessons when I was in Japan during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like, you know, like continuing like with vocal training, but haven't put into like, you know, like, yeah. as a job yet. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Is there anyone in your field that you look up to or anyone's career that you have you want like you like what they do? Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I mean, I have, like, a lot of, like, you know, just, like, people who I look up to, admire, and want to follow their path in, like, every single, like, field that I've done. Like, especially especially in, like, you know, immersive and, like, immersive slash, like, variety, like, fields. Um, My drag mom, she is a drag queen, but also a fantastic contemporary dancer. Okay. Um, Her name is um, Avalanche of Beauty. Okay, nice. We call her Ava. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ava has been, like, my drag mom, my New York City mom, Mm -hmm. like, like ever since like you know I just graduated college and I'm also working in her dance company right now it's called Hard Femme Dances at June 22nd and 23rd at Triskelion Arts in Greenpoint Brooklyn go check it out <laughs> this will be out way before then so you got lots of time guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, she's like one of the, like the amazing like people I look up in this industry um, but when it comes to like really like Broadway or like musicals like um, Mike Baerga okay. he is uh, performing at Bad Cinderella right now as okay. an ensemble and we worked in the same project last year so we've only been like friends for like a year but even within that year like he already like you know really invited me into so many new communities mm-hmm. within the musical theater world within the dance world and he's just a fantastic human being and actually he was one of the reasons why I started wanting to 
you know, have this like dream of like, oh, I want to be a swing. Oh, I want to be an understudy because mm -hmm. he told he had told me stories about when he was swinging for Miss Saigon. Mm -hmm. And just like listening to his stories, it really just inspired me of like, you know, of, wow, that's actually a really cool position. Like I just didn't recognize and real realize how cool that position mm -hmm. is until he was really telling me those stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's what kind of has been surprising me. This whole conversation yeah. is like, it's like, oh, I really want to be the backup. Like, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. be the first, I want to be the backup. I yeah. don't know. But it's just like, well, what also, like, from Mike and also, well, Mikey, Mikey, and um, from what my experience from being uh, being an understudy for the nosebleed is that, like, and then actually one of the cast members of the nosebleed told me, and it was, it, it just made me really happy and warm in the inside, but you know, an understudy is not just a backup. And like, you know, mm. it's more of like, um, it's like, because we have an understudy, like the cast members who are the leads and, you know, in the play, um, they feel like, you know, they can fully like, it's nice to have like, you know, it's, it's like a nice cushion behind them. Because mm. like, you know, even with even when I do feel sick or even like if there's a world where I do get injured, I can always rely on someone who is an understudy and I don't have to be the reason to, you know, for the show to be canceled, mm. which is a huge pressure, which you're I mean, not a backup. You're a co-pilot. Exactly. A exactly. Okay. Yeah. And when they told me that, I was like, oh, that's such a nice way to say. It's very appreciative. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like I start whenever uh, ever since when that person like told me, um, I was like really started to think that like, well, yeah, I want to be an understudy who is um, so in in Japanese culture, we have this thing called omamori and it's like a lucky charm, but like, it's more like, you know, you give the omamori to someone to, you know, really wish them luck and it's like a protection for okay. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to be the omamori of the cast. Like, I feel like mm. being an understudy in the swing is you are being the omamori of the whole cast, not only the cast, but like the whole company. Yeah. Because the stage managers, the PSMs, the, uh, uh, the director, the associate director, they're all relying and they trust that person that, this person can be can go on at any time like you know and i think that trust is the best most precious reward that you can get whoa yeah very cool very mm -hmm. good way to sum that up yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i've like thought about like i i don't know i just i never would have thought about it because like growing up right yeah and like i didn't really meet theater kids until i got here mm -hmm. but like having seen like kids like uh, in like high school that were doing like choir and they didn't get solos or in college when mm -hmm. people didn't get like the main roles and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was like everyone was trying for the top. Yeah. But you never hear about like the other pieces. Yeah. Like it never felt like anyone's excited about the other spots. Yeah. But like that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I want to be a better Omamori. And yeah. Yeah. And also just like trust is like such like a precious thing mm -hmm. that you can get from like you. Like when you trust someone, that's like, that's rare. Like that's mm -hmm. special. So, and then to, you know, receive that trust from the whole company, like, like, I I don't think I want to like, you know, I can ask more than that. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if I'm not at the curtain call every night, just like, you know, I think that's, it's even more than that. So yeah, at least that's what I think with like, you know, swinging mm -hmm. and understudying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, bet yeah. you have had such a good experience yeah, with it. It's yeah, very yeah. cool. I'm trying to think of uh, what else I wanted to ask you because we've covered a lot. Oh yeah, I know. We've been like, you know, like what's your like, you know, like what you did or like everything. Yeah. Um. 
Did you did you do any theater productions in Japan besides the immersive experience? I have, which oh, I did. I just like I just totally forgot. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh god. Well, yes, actually, last year I was doing a lot, a lot of back and forth between like New York City mm. and Tokyo. How long is that flight? <laughs> Twelve hours. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and that's not like only just a direct flight. So like right. for because I use Delta Airlines a lot. Mm sponsorship love um, delta <laughs> i actually do love delta <laughs> right no i freaking love delta i think they're great they're superior mm-hmm. but anyways so if you're flying from new york it's i think you have to go to chicago or somewhere and yeah. then from chicago to tokyo that's 12 hours makes sense so in total it's probably like more longer than that but it's okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um but i was in two productions last summer in japan mm-hmm. one was it was this like you know like a family friendly musical called elisa and the 11 swan princes mm-hmm. self-explanatory yeah. right yeah 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 yeah. it's like you know where the prince elisa is trying to help the swan princes to become human again mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and that was one of the swan princes and it's like and then the 11 swan princes were all contemporary dancers mm-hmm. and some of them had like you know a couple of lines slash actor like stuff like that um, and I was more of like the dancer actor part of the whole ensemble. Okay. And then the other one I did was Einstein on the beach. Um, wait, Einstein on yeah, Einstein on the beach. Um, but it was a Japan revival, okay. so it's like completely different from the original Philip Glass uh, mm. production. Yeah. So how how was uh how is the culture of being in a Japanese production versus an American production different and similar? Oh my god. Uh so I think the number one difference is that like just the working culture. Yeah. Cause that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you know, but like I mean a lot of Asian countries does this, but like especially in Japan, like there's the hierarchy. Like even yeah. if someone is like a year older than you, you have to technically use like you know, the polite form of language. Mm-hmm. And like some people will really get offended if you don't use that polite form yeah it really depends on that person some people are like more chill about it especially mm-hmm. i feel like in the creative artist world it's like really casual compared to like other like nine to five jobs yeah you know yeah but um nine to five is generous it's more like seven to like 11 for no, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> no you're right you're right you're right um but yeah and then like some people it, it's just like a lot of like you know because like when you're in rehearsals, like you, some of the rehearsals are really used for like, you know, sharing ideas or like, you know, collaborative, like, you know, creation time. And then like sometimes in those creative times or collaboration stuff, like the hierarchy kind of like. It supersedes know. everything else. Exactly. Okay. Like you kind of, there are not everyone, but like, you know, there are just like, you know, some people who are like, you know, if someone younger than you, like, you know, says a better idea than you, then it's just like, there's like this awkward moment going on. And I'm mm. like, well, but like I had a better idea than you. That's just a fact. Like age doesn't matter yeah. to have a better idea or not. So but it like, creates kind of an unnecessary tension about those things. Exactly. Exactly. Is yeah. Was there anything about the Japanese theater culture that would, that you think American culture, American theater, their culture would be better if they adopted was there anything that was hmm i mean <laughs> or is it pretty similar other than like the things you mentioned well i mean one thing i would say is that a lot of japanese theater productions will especially once you're in the theater and like during tech and like during shows they will provide you bento lunches Ooh. like really good bento bo- <laughs> like lunch- lunches nice. like expensive bento <laughs> 
Wow. So that would be nice, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But other than that, it's just like the theater industry in Japan is not well organized. I、okay. will say that. You know, because like at least in the United States, we have unions and equities and like, you know. Right. I mean, although I know like, you know, there's like so many things that we still have to work on to improve the system, but at least. If you're a union actor, like at some point, at some degree, you are protected with your rights and like pays and like stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But in Japan, that's, we don't have a union system at all.、Mm -hmm. So the salaries are different depending on like, you know, what kind of career you have. Like、mm -hmm. if you're still new to the industry, obviously you'll probably get like, you know, the minimum, you know, pay. And if you're more experienced, then you'll probably get like a higher pay. Right. But usually those like minimum, like, you know, the, The、minimum pay is like not great,、mm. and a lot of productions don't have the budget to pay the actors during rehearsals. Gotcha, which is a bummer.、Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> damn, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So,、um, I mean, the one I did with、um, Elisa and the Eleven Swan Princes, they were like a really well budgeted company, so、mm. I actually got really good pay, which I was really happy, like really livable.、Mm. Like, I think I was getting like probably like 700 per week. In dollars,、nice. which is really nice. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you can you can pay rent with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Really so, nice bento boxes, too. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, when on the second one that I did with Einstein on the beach,、mm -hmm. it wasn't really organized compared to the other one that I did、um, with the Elisa production.、Mm -hmm. So the pay was probably like,、um, first of all, I think it, originally they stated that they were going to give us like $20 per day. As a stipend. <laughs> wow. Exactly. That's unbelievable. <laughs> right? But we're doing Einstein on the beach. That's like a major production.、Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. And then, like, you know, I negotiated and I got a little bit of raise, but also $40 a day. Yeah, something like that. But I, I really like negotiated because, like, this is not right. Like, you know,、yeah. you're like, I would rather work at McDonald's if I'm, like, you know, only getting $20 for like eight、right. hour rehearsals. Yeah. Right? Like, it's stupid. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think it's like, oh, they don't get paid for rehearsals because that everyone knows that's the majority of the time. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's like, 10 days of rehearsal, one day performance. Exactly. If, like at the minimum type deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And、wow. it was that type of a deal. Like we would rehearse for a month and then we would probably have like two shows or like four shows. So. Yeah, you can't yeah. live a month for free with eight no, hour days. Oh, exactly.、Yeah. <laughs> and if you're asking us to like, you know, be there for like, you know, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., you can't just do that. Yeah, like, yeah. And I really explain, like, you know, why this isn't right. And like, you know, you, we are basically dedicating our time and you know,、mm. our training, years of training to this、yeah. production. And they were like, okay, I get it. And like, <laughs> I、yeah. was like, I get it. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. And then like, they were able to like, you know, raise for most of the cast members, which、mm. is great. Nice.、So. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Uh, it's just like a lot of like, and then actually, me and my friends in Japan, we're actually trying to make an organization to really protect the rights for artists because, like, a lot of us are really underpaid. Yeah. Amazing. It's, <laughs> it's necessary. I yeah, don't know. No, it is. It is. There、yeah. even sometimes you get、uh, comedians will have musings of having a comedian union. And,、mm. like, I mean, usually not at my level, <laughs> but like somewhere, somewhere between me and like the, the upper echelons, there's like, oh, we need a comedian's like,、um, union because it's crazy, like, how much time. 
we spend doing everything for free. I have a running log in my phone uh-huh. of every time someone has paid me to mm-hmm. do stand up. So okay. this excludes any ticket sales I've made from shows I've put together. Anything. Right. I think I just passed five hundred dollars like last month after four and a half years of doing comedy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. It's uh, you do it. You do it because you love it. You do it because you love it. Yeah, but sure. But it's also like still like your like skills and crafts and like it's your creative like skills. So like they you can't uh, do it for free. The, the classic comedian uh, thing is like, oh, they paid us in drink tickets because it's very common. Oh. <laughs> but it's more like a bonus. It's like, oh, we do the show. We practice the thing. I'm just happy to be in front of people. And then it's like. All right. Sure. Some money would be cool. Sure, sure. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, like, whenever, like, y'all do shows, like, and it's, like, just, like, it's a really nice, I really enjoy it. because I've been to a couple of com- comedy shows because The Art of Killing It and, like, Julia. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I've been, uh, you know, I really liked it because it's, like, a community. Like, yeah. it's not, like, you know, oh, show us what you got. Like, you know, <laughs> I really appreciate it, like, you know, this sense of community that's, that y'all have. That's the thing that uh, really sinks its teeth into people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a great thing, but it's crazy how tight the community can be sometimes. Mm. Where I'm like, we're having like a, a party in a couple of weeks, and yeah. I'm like, it's insane how many people we as 29 year 28 year olds are able to invite. Like most people who live in different parts of the countries are like, I have four friends, and I'm like, I have too many friends. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish wow. it was four. No, I'm just kidding. but it's no. great. You know, the community is amazing. Like, and one one thing I saw when I first moved here mm-hmm. is I feel like the a lot of the theater and acting community, it's so much bigger. And so mm-hmm. it's a lot more spread out into different pockets. So it seems mm-hmm. harder to navigate. Whereas comedy is insanely tight. Like mm-hmm. if you meet someone who, if you're talking to a comic who's just been to a city that you've been to to do mm-hmm. comedy, you'd be like, oh, did you meet this person? We're like, yeah, I know oh. them. Like I know comedians in LA, Chicago. I know comedians like in lots of places. And it's like, I don't hang out with them often, but like we all know each other. It's like a weird web. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like a really tight community. It is really tight. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, even I feel like dancers communities are like also like really small and tight, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's like even more tighter. Sounds yeah, like. Yeah. 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 It's um, it's crazy. I don't know. So do you have um, so you did your underside thing in D.C. Are you still working at Art of Killing It? Uh, no, I actually finished my last show. Mm. Last week, I think. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That that contract. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even follow the calendars anymore. So like, but yeah, yeah. So what are you doing now? Well, right now I'm working with my drag queen mom dance company, Hard Femme Do you do drag as well? I used to mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> Not recently, but I, I would I really really love to um get back to it. Stage combat queen, that's it. <laughs> Ooh, wait. You just gave me an idea. It'd be crazy. Oh, yeah. oh my god. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll like it. Giving up. a new uh, meaning to RuPaul's lip sync for your life. <gasps> oh my god. Uh, yeah, if I use my Japanese samurai sword and like just do full face drag. <gasps> be crazy. That'd be very cool. I will credit you if I do like, you know, that act. Like Hell I will yeah. definitely give you credit. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah but mainly i'm rehearsing for that i actually have rehearsal right after this podcast nice. um, yeah so what is what is that production like is it just a standard <laughs> type drag show or what's oh you're not ready for it okay, okay. <laughs> so it's like drag but also it's like 19th century 19th 18th century like the victorian 1700s. thank you i'm like victorian i think is 1800s it's like 19th century somewhere around like yeah, with yeah, yeah. wigs and like big dresses wigs 
maybe 17. I don't know. You know what? I didn't, I wasn't good at history, so it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but anyways, like, you know, big wigs and like dresses and like, and, uh, we're doing like a ballroom scene, but like, it's like, you know, with like very comedic characters mm. and like, you know, there's, there are the twins, there's like the housemaid and there's like this handsome, like, you know, like narcissistic person who is going to have an affair with the maid and like, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And it's all going to be like, you know, dance theater, but like gay. Cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, that's the way I'm going to explain it. Yeah. And that's when it's that you're performing in Greenpoint yes. in June. Yes. What was the show called again? Boof Quadrille. 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 Boof Quadrille. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I nice. Mean, I don't know what that means, but it's okay. <laughs> so are you doing new things that you haven't done in this performance, or is it kind of all stuff within your real house? Uh, definitely um, in my real house, but actually... There's this one new thing that I'm doing for the first time, and it's dancing full out with like a wig, like a oh. <laughs> drag queen wig. Don't worry, they'll duck a tape it to you. They'll glue it down. <laughs> yeah, the other day we rehearsed it with the wig, and it was really heavy, but not like it helped me, like you know, like center my like you know weight because like yeah. it, it adds a little bit of weight on from the top of your head, and I feel like it really aligns with your like alignment and your mm. pelvis. I'm not, I'm not gonna go get too <laughs> deep into it. But like, yeah. But also it was just like, I do have a couple like partnering sessions and I'm really interested and curious what would it feel like for me to do it in a tutu and like a full wig mm. to be lifted and tossed around. So we'll see. Have So have you danced with a partner much before? I've done a couple partnerings um, mm -hmm. in college and um, in a couple like musical theater stuff. But yeah. it's a, like an infrequent thing. So this is like... Not yeah. this is a rare kind of type of performance for definitely, you. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I haven't yeah. Like I I like I'm comfortable enough to do partnering choreography, but yeah. I'm not I'm not always practicing right, skills. Right. So like yeah. But it's gonna be fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. the wig like a big beehive type deal? Like it is Yeah, it's okay. like a really like, you know, it's top like really high. It's like a mountain basically. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so it's so pretty. Kind of Baroque style. Oh, definitely. Type deal. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. So well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that's really interesting to have to be have to wear something on your head of all places that's so heavy that it can throw off your normal movements. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's a good challenge for me. Like, nice. you know, like if I've done it, then I know like I can do it so like yeah that's i'm gonna that's how i'm gonna go with it very cool wow yeah. okay um we're down to our last little bit here yay so what this is kind of the final question i mm -hmm. ask everybody uh what do you love about theater and performance uh i think um yeah and i feel like because I've answered, I always have this question for me. I always try to ask for myself so that I don't, you know, get into the world of like, I'm just doing it because autopilot, yeah. mode, you know? And I feel like every year, if not like almost like, you know, once in three months, my answer changes. But like for mm -hmm. now, I think it's just a sense of community mm -hmm. and like, you know, being able to share just a it doesn't have to be like a like a huge production right it doesn't have to be like broadway but like even just like you know three minutes of solo or like you know or like two sentences of your poem or or a line or a monologue or whatever just being able to share what this character or what this person is feeling to other people i think that's just like super special because mm -hmm. like not a lot of us like yes social media is like was invented to connect 
people, but I think it's actually doing the opposite. It's mm. a lot of comp competition, which I feel like we all know yeah. <laughs> somewhere in our hearts. But yeah, but I think when it's theater, especially live performance, whether that's dance or stand-up comedy or like, you know, acting, singing, cabaret, any kind of things, you are really there to support and if not supporting, you're just there to share the time and the room with someone that you probably don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like, if we can do that all the time, I feel like the world would be like a better place. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I had some buddies on. Uh, they're younger. They do like character type comedy. Mm -hmm. And they want, they were talking about how that a lot of people, and this is kind of a social media thing too. It's mm -hmm. like a lot of people get obsessed with the idea of like making it. Like, oh, I need to make it. I need mm -hmm. to get rich or famous or whatever off this. And they're mm -hmm. like, we live in New York City and we're doing the performances we want to do. Like, yeah. we already are making it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of the same vibe, you know? Yeah, definitely. Sometimes definitely. I think about like, um, this is like comedy shit. But like sometimes when I host a show, I don't do any jokes. I just do crowd work for the whole time. Mm. And it works really well. But then I get off stage and I'm like, oh, I didn't do any of the jokes I wanted to work on. But then I remember it's like, oh, at the end of the day, like, we're trying to have a good show and yeah. they just want to be entertained and yeah. laugh, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah. kind of something nice about that. It's like, it's simple. Like mm -hmm. we go here, they're there, make them have fun. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's just so beautiful. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming oh on the show. God. Yeah. No, thank you. Great at getting to know you. There's a lot of information jammed <laughs> into this. <laughs> Likewise. I looked, I was like, I was like, how's the timing going? I looked at my phone. I was like, wow, we're only 15 minutes and this is crazy. <laughs> so it was great getting to know you. Super cool learning. Thanks for coming on. I hope you talked about everything you wanted yes, to talk about. I did. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having of me. Course. Really appreciate it. Where can the people find you and your performances? Um, yes, I have a website, um, www.manatsutanaka.com or Instagram, manatsu.tanaka. Awesome. Guys, go follow Manatsu everywhere. Go to their performances. Go to Greenpoint for the... The Boof Quadrille. Go to Boof Quadrille <laughs> in Greenpoint this June. <laughs> Thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. All right, fun. guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.